Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirsty. Have you ever gone door to door to sell things or for Girl Scouts or for something like that? I feel like I did when I was younger, like maybe selling candy or something like that to raise money for a sports team I was on. But um, my memory is kind of failing me a little (laughs) bit here. So I can't really remember many of the details. Have you? Yes. And I was so shy. I remember it was just so hard. And I imagine it was really hard for Sarah McBride as she went door to door. Today, we're talking about Door by Door, How Sarah McBride Becomes America's First Openly Transgender Senator, written by Meeg Pincus and illustrated by Meredith McKean Gimbel. This book showcases the power of the individual for making change. It's so beautifully written and illustrated. And it's really also so incredibly important for children to know about how Sarah navigates her life. I couldn't agree more. It is important and beautifully told, and I'm so thrilled that we're featuring this book. And we're thrilled to chat with Meeg, (laughs) Meredith, and their editor, Kelly Delaney. Let's get started. Yeah, so Meeg, this is your second time on the podcast with us, so it's so fun to see you again. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. We are so glad that you wrote this book. It's so powerful. And we're, we're really grateful that you're here to tell us about it. Can you please tell us about the inspiration behind the story? Yes. Well, we're grateful for you having us. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you all. Um, this book has a long journey. Um, and it's so close to my heart. Um, the very beginning of the origin was in 2012, when I learned about Sarah, when she was um, the student body president at my undergrad alma mater, and I read um, about her coming out story. She she came out as trans on uh, her last day as student body president. And I was so moved by her story and by the campus embracing her. And this was 2012. You know, this was um, a different time than today. And I had been involved in gay rights since the 90s. I had done all of this work, but I realized as a cisgender woman and a lot of people in the gay rights movement, we we had ignored the T of LGBTQ. And I realized that I had, I didn't, I didn't know a lot about trans experiences. And so Sarah's story really inspired me to learn more. And so I started reading more. I started reading, finding memoirs and articles and documentaries. And that's sort of what I do. I research. And so I learned, I was inspired by Sarah. And then fast forward 
a few years and a very close loved one of mine um, came to me to talk about their gender identity and basically invite me on their journey, which is an honor when someone does that. Um, Mm. And so I got really involved um, in standing behind and beside my loved one and getting involved in the trans community and trans rights and trans support groups. And along the way, I kept thinking of Sarah's story. And Sarah is one of the most eloquent people I've ever known. And she explained her feelings um, so beautifully in a way that I saw reflected in my loved one and all of these trans folks that I got close with. And I just kept thinking like Sarah's story is one that kids would understand and that is so powerful. Um, so I approached her about writing it and that was before she was a Senator, um, which we can talk about later, but, um, yeah, so that's sort of how it began. I love it. Wow. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. (laughs) And we couldn't agree more that this story, you know, is important and needs to be told. And Kelly, we're so glad that you clearly thought the same thing. (laughs) Yes. Share with us what you were thinking, what your thoughts were when you first saw this manuscript and why you decided to acquire it. I was really drawn to the story for a few reasons. Um, the first is that, you know, I had gotten a few manuscripts from of Meigs before from her agent and they were close calls, like not quite right for my list, but I was always drawn to subjects that she was drawn to. You know, I knew that she's like a phenomenal nonfiction picture book writer that I wanted to work with eventually and was just hoping that we could find the right topic. Um, And then when I read the biography of Sarah, I was, of course, also instantly taken with Sarah's story for all the reasons, you know, that Meek just talked about. Not only is she, you know, inspiring and has achieved so amazing things, like you you really do the way she communicates about it is really something special and Meek captured that so well in the manuscript um in a way that you know speaks to readers but especially young readers which is is hard about to do about anything you know and so I thought that that was really um just so well done and then the other thing that just really made it extra special was just Sarah's involvement you know It's not that often with picture book biographies that the person the biography is about is even alive, (laughs) like much less involved. And so that really made it just something special, even if she hadn't been willing to support it so publicly like she's done. Just the fact that she had vetted it, she approved of it, and she contributed, you know, ended up contributing a beautiful letter to readers in it. It's just like that aspect of it really just made it something special. Agreed. It's so special. Uh, Meredith, what was it about this project that made you want to say yes to working on it? Uh, so, um, when I read the manuscript, I totally cried, which I think you all know it's beautifully written story. Um, and it is like, uh, uh, Kelly and me both were saying like, this is, uh, from a perspective of a child embracing your own identity and moving forward into like uh, becoming the person that you want to be. It's like a universal story told from a perspective that we don't get to see in children's books. I mean, I, as a non-binary person growing up in the the eighties and nineties, I didn't read any books about gender identity at all. And so I was just delighted to be offered such a beautiful book to, uh, 
you know, I, I, I to, to, to illustrate. Um, so grateful to be part of this amazing team and creating like an important book. I'm so Definitely. glad. I know it's just the perfect match. The, the words, the art, everything is just so beautiful. And me, like you were saying how you had been involved with gay rights for many years, but didn't necessarily have as much knowledge with the the trans community on a trans the trans experience. And so what did you do? You went and you you dove into books and research and things, right? And kids, when they don't know, want to do the same thing, but there isn't the same kind of resources for them. So this book is just so important to give them, you know, an idea of what that experience is like, but it is so universal in finding out and, and being true to who you are. Um, me, can you just give us how I'm just so fascinated by what your research process and your writing process must've been like for this story. Can you share a little bit of that with us? Yeah. Um, the research really is, was all Sarah's words. I mean, I read every article she had written from her coming out post in the American University Eagle newspaper to articles she had written online. Um, I read her memoir like three times. Um, I watched her convention speech many times. I watched her um, do interviews at bookstores and um, the interview with Seth Meyers, which I'm so glad I saw when I saw it, because that's where she talked about asking for a podium for Christmas. I love that. <laughs> that was, I just think it's the coolest. That's work so darling. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so, it says everything about who she is and, and that interview got taken offline after I had seen it. And so Sarah confirmed it, but, um, it was gone. So luckily I had, you know, I just did all that kind of research and Sarah and I connected through the trans advocacy community through mutual colleagues. And then I was able to talk with her. And, um, so that was really the research. I mean, it really, I really wanted to stay, continue to stay true to her words and the way that she expressed her experiences throughout her life. I love that. I want to rewind just a little bit and ask you, Kelly, can you give us a look into the illustrator selection process? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, in most situations, it involves a little bit of back and forth. Um, you know, the author and I will talk about illustrator ideas. The art director and I will talk, you know, maybe we'll reach out to people. The schedule doesn't work. It can sometimes it takes a while. But this one was so easy because um, while we were signing up the text, um, Merida's agent um, sent an email showcasing some of their work. And as soon as I opened it, I was like, this is it. It's perfect. It's so <laughs> beautiful. Um, and then when I shared it with Meek, she was like, Meredith is my number one. That's yeah, who I want. Wow. You know, she already <laughs> had her eye on them too. So it just was felt like fate. And then when we reached out to Meredith, they had, you know, the response that we were hoping to, to the, to the um, manuscript. So it all just fell into place so beautifully. I love to hear that. Serendipity. <laughs> I love it. So perfect. So me just now back to the, the writing piece, just real quick. What writing about someone who is alive, we've just said is a little bit different, right? So did you feel 
differently writing this manuscript than maybe a, a past manuscript of someone who is no longer with us? Um, was there extra pressure? How How is that for you? Yeah, I mean, it was in in some ways there was extra pressure, but in some ways there was less pressure because I knew Sarah was going to read it and she mm-hmm. would have the last say on every word. So in some ways it took the pressure off. I can't even explain to you how gracious and enthusiastic Sarah was. I was I was nervous to approach her um, about it because it's such a personal story. And I I asked her if she wanted to co-author with me and she didn't. She wanted me to write it. Okay. She wanted to give input and that was the way she wanted to do it. And because of her confidence in that and it helped me. Um, yeah. So in a way, I think it was easier because I knew I was going to get checked every step of the way. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's wonderful that she was so, you know, excited and willing to help out. Um, that makes a difference, a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Kelly, what was the editing process like once you acquired the manuscript? It was pretty straightforward. I think, I mean, like Meeg said, having Sarah involved really, you know, she, she real that really made things a little bit easier. Um, I think the thing that we really worked on the most was just making sure, you know, because so much of Sarah's life and her accomplishments is when she's a little bit older, but for the picture book audience, we really wanted to make sure that we opened up showing Sarah as a kid. Um, and of course there are little things like the podium that are just so mm-hmm. perfect for a picture book spread. So that was kind of something that we really wanted to focus on and just like making sure that reader, young readers could connect with her at that age. And I think there's, there's like a lot of value in seeing, you know, seeing a trans character at that age and just kind of seeing like, she knew, you know, from right. such a young age and like really getting a peek inside of, um, of how she was feeling, not just when she got older, but, you know, even from the age of like four or five, six. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with, with how that turned out, but, um, yeah. So I think that was the thing that we spent the most time on. Okay. Yeah, and that was such great feedback and the original story, because I wrote it, before Sarah was a senator, it started with the podium at, when she was a kid and then ended with her at the podium at the Democratic National Convention as a young adult. But then that was the first round that went to Kelly. And then by the time Kelly actually acquired it, Sarah was a senator. It's so so we perfect. Had wow. <laughs> Both ends and Kelly's um, feedback on expanding that front end was huge. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so glad that was very much needed so so then what was the subtitle to start since the subtitle it's changed is about right do you remember kelly i think so i think um by the time i i think you did send me a version where ending with her at the dnc and we weren't sure if she was an a known enough of a known entity to be a picture book yet. So we came back, we actually didn't move forward. And then we came back. I remember in 2020 when she won, it was, her name was everywhere. And we were like, it's time. (laughs) And now we're going to probably have to keep updating the book every few years as she keeps keeps rising. I know. She's running for us Congress now. That's so amazing. I think the original title was Introducing Sarah McBride. 
Okay. And okay. It was about her speaking. So that's why I had the podium and it was the right. theme for her speaking out, speaking her truth, speaking her beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then it it morphed into the opening doors wow. theme yeah. as we came together and as things changed. I mean, this was a several years process. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love it. I love that. So Meredith, what was your illustration process like for this book? Um, I mean, you know, uh, like me, I like to do research. So, and I know everybody, I'm assuming everybody on the tree, a team, uh, read, uh, uh, Senator McBride's, uh, memoir, um, which was, uh, I can't imagine creating a book without reading that, but, um, yeah, so did a lot of research. Um, and then there's a lot of visual stuff. Like I needed to know what like the legislative hall looked like in and out. I wanted to put people um in her life that she's connected to whether it's like the family or fellow legislators so um uh did a lot of research at first and then i you know created spreads and roughs um sent them to liz tardiff our director and kelly and they looked it over and as uh, has been said what i found amazing is that they send it off to me and uh senator mcbride and um, I was extremely concerned, like we have a, a, a bulk of the book is pre-transition and, um, you know, trans folks tend to be very sensitive about any images of themselves before they tra- transition. So I was, I was really concerned about how I would visually represent her and that would be, you know, comfortable for her. And um, mm. I didn't know at first, but as we work, you know, as we moved along in the process, uh, it, 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 it gave me a lot of um, comfort knowing that she would approve everything. And she did, you know, ask us to, to adjust and change some things. And I think that those were really important changes for the book. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was my process. And, and as Kelly was saying, like, like I just being that it's unique to the book, I can't imagine us having created this book without her input. I don't think it would have been as sensitive to her uh, her story if we didn't have her involvement. I love your spread where you have both sides of her, her before and after. And it's a really I think it's a really powerful illustration of how she was feeling, how conflicted she was feeling. Thank you. Yeah, I um uh my experience as a non-binary person is not the same, but it's similar. I've definitely had a lot of those types of feelings growing up of like gender and body dysmorphia and things like that and it was I um it was it was exciting to have to 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 be able to put some of my um uh struggles in into her story, but again, we wanted to make sure that it was reflective of her experience. So Right. But again, just how how powerful that will be for kids to read and see and and feel right. The connection to that. I mean, it's just it's so important. And I also think it's so important not only for those kids that will be able to see themselves in Sarah's story, but for the kids that don't see themselves in Sarah's story so that they understand a little bit you know, better what someone else might be experiencing and having empathy for that and understanding and acceptance. Um, Cause there certainly isn't enough of that in our world at this point. Um, so I'm hoping this book reaches the right kids. Um, we all know, I, I, I don't think we can have a, a podcast about a, a book that has this topic without discussing book banning or just, you know, it being, at the top of mind. Um, 
and hopefully, but hopefully this book will reach the kids that truly, truly need to, to hear the story. Um, I hope so. I think it does such a good job of helping us feel what Sarah was feeling. And, it really and, does. and it's the combination of the illustrations and the words that kind of brings us to this, you know, feeling of what it's like to be a transgender individual. I think it's a really, I, I mean, I think it does a great job at that for kids, but I really think it's a powerful tool for adults too, Agreed. who are trying yeah, to understand yeah. or, you know, are just like new to the conversation. And I, I think it's, it's so useful, you know, for families to read together from that perspective too. So I'm a huge Absolutely. fan. If you listen to the podcast, everyone who listens knows this, <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of bibliotherapy and I'm a therapist <laughs> and I actually have had lots of clients who are transgender. And so it's, Yes. I use picture books all the time with adults and children. We read them and then you can process things through the story. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Kelly, we'll start with you. When someone reads door by door, what do you hope they feel or learn? I mean, to kind of go off of what we've just been saying is like, I, I, in addition to learning about an amazing woman of Sarah McBride and being inspired to be, you know, live as themselves and, you know, feel comforted and supported. I really hope that anyone who comes to it thinking of trans issues as like a political thing is really able to shift and see that it's, it's about humanity and it's about our fellow human beings. And it's really, I think there's a tendency for adults to think that things are so complicated, too complicated for kids. And this book, like so many other picture books, shows that it's actually just so simple. You know, it's mm -hmm. a human being. This yes. is how they feel. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Meredith? What do you hope people feel or learn as they read this book? Um, so uh, uh, Senator McBride says this a lot in a lot of her speeches, and it's one of my favorite things. She says something to the effect of, um, she hopes that um, kids can, um, you know, embrace themselves and dream big dreams at the same time. She, uh, and I think that that's kind of the theme of the book is, you know, loving yourself for who you are and knowing that you can do big things. Um, but I also hope that queer and trans kids see this book and feel celebrated. They deserve it, don't they? Yes. They certainly do. Wow. Meek, how about you? I don't know if I can add both of those answers or everything that I believe and, and would say. And I, the last, I just wanted to comment on the conversation right before this of my experience has been that kids are naturally more open to just accepting people and how they feel and who they are. It's and true. which is probably why there's a certain faction that's so afraid of them being exposed to something because mm -hmm. they are, their hearts are more open. And I just hope that, like you said, Kim, that kids who both have experiences of gender diversity and who don't um, can see themselves and see their, their fellow humans um, with compassion. And that, adults might actually learn something too <laughs> in terms of opening their hearts to what children already know. A big thank you to Meeg, Meredith, and Kelly for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Door by Door. 
Check out the show notes to learn more about Meeg and Meredith and the other fabulous books they have out in the world. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy looking. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.